Well, welcome back. It is Neighbors in Need. I am Sandy Waters. Thank you again for joining us this week. And on the phone uh, from Cuca College in the Criminal Justice Program, we have Rich Martin and Frank Colapretian with us. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having us. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for inviting us. With the world that we live in now, and I kind of hate saying that because it sounds so cliche, but do you sense that there is more interest, a renewed interest in the criminal justice program? Well, I would hope that we would see it increase just because of the complexity of the yeah. world we live in now. Yeah, um, yeah. It's no, it's no big secret. The society just continues to get more and more complex. And with that, uh, the challenges of criminal justice continue to get more complex. Mm-hmm. So I would hope that we would see uh, more and more people uh, pursuing degrees in criminal justice. And the individuals who have an interest in this type of field, you know, the field of the first responder, man, they are special people. They are the people who are running towards the gunshots and towards the fire. Those people charging into the gunfire are only kind of one part of the whole field of criminal justice. And we're seeing that kind of diversity in our student population, actually. You know, a lot of students wanting to get into the the parole and probation aspect, which is kind of after the fact um, and more geared towards that rehabilitation side of things. Mm-hmm. So it's not just the the people that are, and certainly there's a large need for those people that are, are willing to be on the front lines and the first responders, but huge need in all aspects of the justice system, particularly as we start focusing a little bit more on on rehabilitation and less on uh, incarceration. The program does cater to the adults that want to go back and pursue a career in criminal justice. What does the program look like? Well, so we we were created around 2000, and it was kind of an extension of uh, our our college's founder, George Harvey Ball, who had a vision of providing more access to education. Uh Um, what, What we've found out is that there were a lot of working adults who wanted to go back for their degree uh, many who were already working in the fields of criminal justice, and they okay. just couldn't because of all of those responsibilities. So the program that was designed was designed around allowing the students to earn their degree while still be able to maintain their full-time job and take care of their families and all those other obligations that, that come with being an adult. So the programs are, are rather than run during the day and spread out all, all over the course of a week, students will, will literally attend class only one evening per week, um, take one course at a time, and uh, much of the work is done outside of the classroom by the student, facilitated by the instructor, and they can get their, their undergraduate degree. If they come in with, with uh, an associate degree, they can get their bachelor's degree in just under two years and a master's degree in 18 months, so okay. very much geared towards working around the adult. I think one is, I've been around this field since 1987 between policing and, or 85 and policing and 87 in education. And I've taught at numerous colleges. And, and one of the, one of the considerations that we bring to the table is this, is that colleges are built upon a traditional uh, teaching or didactic strategy mm-hmm. about, um, you know, the, the Carnegie unit and whatnot, as far as uh, 15-week courses. Well, colleges, you know, a number of years ago, you know, decades ago, decided to go to accelerated formats to address the needs of uh, adult students. So it was more of we're going to take a traditional program and condense it down into this period of time that's workable for the individual who has a job and children and whatnot and families and other commitments. What this program uniquely does, what both of the programs uniquely do, is it takes it one step further and really focuses on how students want to specialize within their particular areas of careers that they want to go to and gives them a lot of flexibility to be able to do those types of studies. 
So instead of what you're seeing in accelerated programs, literally across the country, and I teach in numerous colleges, I've taught in numerous colleges, and still teach in other places where it's a you know very uh, formal and linear-driven model. This is a very open uh, model that allows the students to say, you know, something, you know, I'm going to learn about police courts and corrections, but I really want to focus on the correction side, or I want to focus on the community correction side, and. That's been very, very successful for us. I could give you, I can't come up with how many examples of students who have, are going on for their doctorates, who specialize in particular areas, or developing programs at the state level and local levels and whatnot. That just, uh, and it's a joy for me to see that happen. Um, that we give students the opportunity to pick their own path and then support that path. Do you feel like that's where the shift is? That's the, that's the big need right now is... Like you said, not the traditional linear approach to, to education. Well, it's life. I mean, you know, we don't, we, most of us don't pick our paths. It's given to us. You know, how do we now navigate that field, you know, as we try to, you know, grow personally and professionally within our lives? So, uh, you know, as, uh, how many students in this country have the opportunity to really go and enjoy a college education that's free? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, we all have those things that we're trying to overcome. And, and I'm, I'm the non-traditional student, as many are. I mean, I quit high school and decided to, you know, a little later, um, you know, my tw- you know earlier in my 20s, to just uh, go back and, you know, kind of plug it out. So I was a non-traditional student the whole time for my undergrad and graduate and my doctorate. So I, I, I don't know if you can say that there is a norm. I think each ind- and, and that's the, the, the uniqueness of this program, that it looks at the individual student as opposed to a cookie-cutter approach. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, we all have childhood dreams, you know, whether it's to be a stockbroker or, you know, a hairdresser or, or going to the tra- professions or trades or whatever. And uh, that was a childhood dream of mine that uh, I was able to realize by going to community college. And actually, I'm a product of accelerated programs. There was another college that I actually uh, actually um, kind of spearheaded this particular concept. So and it's a joy for me to go on to another college and be at the foundation of helping yeah. build it. You know. Yeah. And we're on with uh, Rich and Frank, um, the criminal justice program at Keuka College. Gosh, I can only imagine how hard it is for an adult student to say, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to take that jump, take that leap of faith and uh, enroll. What advice would you give? Well, there's certainly a million reasons why not to. And because of the, the plethora of responsibilities that adults are trying to juggle, you know, there's a lot of reasons not to. So it really comes down to a personal uh, commitment to develop oneself. Um, those personal goals that Frank talked about, you know, they, they want to be a police officer, they want to be a probation officer, or people who are working the professions already that want to know more about the, the, the field that they're dedicating their lives to or, or advance and get promoted or, or expand their opportunities. Um, you know, so it really comes down to the personal choice um, to go back to college. And, and that's where what Frank was talking about, the individuality of, of the programs and focusing on the individual student and what their goals are and giving them control as opposed to that linear approach that he mentioned um, where the students can focus on exactly what they want to direct them towards the goals that they have. How hard was it, Frank? At what age did you say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm going to get my degree in criminal justice. Well, let me just add a couple of points to Richard yeah. and then we'll move into that. But I think it's also providing the, the academic structure. And a lot of colleges haven't really understood that transition. And not that we're geniuses at this. You know, I mean, everybody has their own way of approaching problems and strategies and whatnot. But what happens is, is you, you, you see a, a, 
uh, mindset. I mean, the academic mindset certainly has been around since Socrates and Aristotle, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really adjust. I mean, what you tried to do is take 15 weeks and, and put it into five or six or wherever a model works. The other is it's heaven. But, you, you know, you can do that with the curriculum, but you have to have also a supportive structure that understands what the students can accomplish in that five weeks. So, so there's, there's, there's several different strategies that are built into that, to have that understanding of, yes, I can get through it. And, you know, not only am I going to take the first step, but, but programmatically I'm able to accomplish this. Students mm-hmm. ask me about going back for doctorates. I tell them, you, you know, you can't pick the best school or the worst school. You have to pick the school that has a good reputation, you know, a decent reputation, but a program that you can actually get through. Because yeah. you, you, can't, you can't get into a program knowing that it's impossible for you to graduate from that particular college. Right, and you guys sit down at Cuca College, sit down with the individual, like you've been saying, and customize it for their needs, for their lifestyle, mm-hmm. and make it work, um, or help them make it work. You know, the question you had for me about when to go back, I mean, mine was just uh, was looking at uh, basically entering policing when I was 19, 20 years old, started taking tests, so I had to go back and get a, a GED, and I started at the local community college. So local community college provided me a number of opportunities, but seven, but two years turned into seven going part-time. Mm. So what happened is that I really said there has to be a different way to learn, a different way to be able to accomplish this, to be able to now, uh, you know, uh, get online quicker, get those skills and those knowledge skills and abilities and get online quicker to be able to apply them within the work environment yeah. and enhance my life. Yeah. And, you know, this is, uh, you know, from a personal perspective, I can say it's been absolutely wonderful. I mean, I've, I've had a lot of, uh, you know, not only personal successes, but but the, the successes professionally with the individuals that I've had, the lives I've had an opportunity to be able to touch. I mean, mm-hmm. I I got story on top of story that, you know, I know we don't, this format doesn't allow us, but students that have gone on and got graduate, postgraduate degrees, promotions, I mean, and it's just wonderful to have them reach out and say, yes, this worked, or your ideas worked, or the the curriculum really helped me focus in on an area that I wanted to specialize in. Can you cite one story or your most favorite? I can give you a ton of them. I'll give you two that are sticking out in my head right now. Because I think we need some inspiration. Because a lot of people that are listening right now have maybe that similar dream that you had and just need that little nudge. Well, we have dual degree recipients, um, which is is one example, where they've gone back and got their bachelor's degree and said, wow, I can actually do it. You know, now I can do a master's. I I have that in me. So programmatically, it's fairly seamless from undergraduate to graduate and the accelerated side. The the experience doesn't change. It grows. It gets harder, but it doesn't change, you know, uh, functionally. You know, they can get through it. A couple of great examples I can give your students is one student that we had who was a dual degree recipient who was a sergeant in one of the police departments uh, locally. Um, stayed with us for the master's program, uh, made lieutenant during the course of that period of time. His master's project was on, uh, he decided he wanted to do reorganization within the police because he had been assigned to a particular committee. He had the chair of that committee. So he had the opportunity to be able to do both. He had the opportunity to be able to pursue his higher education and build himself professionally. That led him to a role where he was running internal affairs, and now he's a deputy chief within the police department. Wow. I mean, and he accredits that, you know, that you know, a lot of the skills that I learned, but I was able to focus in on the things that I need to learn as an individual, as an adult, which is part of the didactic strategy and all the theory and research that goes behind adult learning is that we're trying to teach people what they need to know. The other example I can give you uh, very quickly is, Two students that worked, one was corrections and, and went into parole, and the other student works in, or I'm sorry, alumna that works in corrections, and uh, both of them decided that they were going to uh, pursue their final research projects, or their action research projects, and mentoring. And both 
not only advanced within the system itself, one one from parole officer to senior parole officer, and um, you know, she acted basically in a role, I'll give you the term, but she acted basically as a role as a district attorney to be able to prosecute cases and parole violators, but is now currently a bureau chief. The other works in corrections or works in several differences. They're both on a committee right now, literally as we speak, they're on a committee right now that, uh, that um, is developing a statewide mentoring program for employees. Mm-hmm. I'll I give you another one. I, I, and I don't want to dominate the airtime, but I just get excited about this when you bring it down this path. But uh, we, had a, we had an employee within our college that uh, was a student counselor. She had her undergraduate degree in education. And uh, she decides to pursue it because she didn't, didn't know if she wanted to do a master's in management or a master's in criminal justice administration. I had a couple talks with her. She decided to do our program. She focused all of her studies in on higher education within the prison system. And literally, while the ink was drying on her degree, she was hired by Cornell University oh, with wow. a prison project to uh, do uh, high school diplomas and, and uh, uh, you know, develop job skills within, within the New York State uh, Department of Corrections. So, you know, I, those are a couple of stories. I, mean, yeah. I got tons and tons of them. Yeah. I don't want to, you know, yeah. again, I don't want to dominate the airtime, but I get, I get very excited about this because our job is to do what? It, you know, we lose focus sometimes, but our role is to, to develop people mm-hmm. and to have them go on and have enriched careers and enriched lives and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, for me, that's just been an absolutely wonderful component of, the, of the, my 31 years in the field right now. There was a couple points that Frank made, and one of them was believing that you can do it. And he yeah. talked about the, the transition from the undergrad into our graduate program. And adults, by and large, second-guess themselves on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And once they get in, they realize only, there, there's no secret to it. And, you know, the excitement that Frank talks about of, of teaching and developing students, you know, is true across the board in our programs. And, our, our you know, the instructors take a personal stake in the development of the students to help them believe in what they can actually do you know, through, through the programs. Yeah. So that's actually built into it is developing that efficacy, that self-efficacy to believe that they can be successful. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. It's, it's hard. It's a hard first step to take for many, but knowing that you guys are there to say, yes, you can do it. We're going to help absolutely. you. Yeah. What is, uh, what is the best way to reach out to you and find out more information? Well, certainly they can do, go to our website, cuca.edu uh, and uh, search for the accelerator programs. Uh, we have certainly the, the criminal justice and, and several other programs. Um, if they want to reach out to me uh, directly, my email is simply rmartin at cuca.edu. Um, they can call my office phone at 315-279-5645. And, you know, we can certainly get them in touch with, uh, with somebody that can help them enroll. And I can answer any questions that they have. And I'm sure my colleague would, would make the same offer. Yeah, same thing with the email. It's just F, call it ready. Rich, Frank, thank you so much for uh, taking a few minutes with us today on Neighbors in Need, and thank you for uh, everything that you guys do. Thanks, well, thank Andy. you for having us, Andy.